up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I want you to get up. Look, Nech, everyone. Welcome. Have a seat. Make yourself a cup of tea if you like. And thank you for joining us on Don't Threaten Me With A Good Time for another punishing week. I probably don't need to tell you that that greeting was in Klingon, but I will anyway. It's a fantasy language off the hit TV show Star Trek and is the most widely spoken fantasy language in the world. I'm sure you already knew that as well. It has its own dictionary and it has been in Hamlet and the Epic of Gilgamesh have both been translated into Klingon. Whatever the fuck those two things mean. Klingons are known by Trekkies, as they refer themselves as, as hideous villains. But I think Klingons shouldn't worry about that, because a lot of Trekkies are virgins that are overweight and still living in their basement. And with that, all I have to say is, what season are you on, Nick? <laughs> so, thanks for the amazing greeting, mate. Um, I'm, actually on Nook, se- yeah. I'm actually on season 10. Oh, nice, nice. The funny th- You're moving out anytime soon? Well, the scary thing is we're currently actually in your basement, so what have you got planned for me? <laughs> I've always stood by... Well, you're losing your virginity. <laughs> I've always stood by that I'll never be judged by anyone that ever goes to Comic-Con ever, so that's fine. Fair enough. Or Armageddon, if you're in New Zealand. But they do have wrestling there. Amateur? Uh, I think it might be pretty amateur. Have you seen that Jeff Hardy's back? Yes, and also another real sad moment, we take a moment, a 26-year-old wrestler, and I know this is absolutely um, appalling research from me, um, but he actually had a brain aneurysm in the ring the other day um, in Mexico, and they thought that he was still going on as part of the act. He got two slaps across the chest, and the other guy who slapped him obviously knew something wasn't right, so he's down over covering him. Another guy comes in the ring and just fly kicks the guy that's leading oh, the medical assistance. Oh, no. So it's not only you've lost a tragic loved one, but um, someone's actually bit of, made of a bit, bit of a mockery of it. Bit of a spectacle. But I guess, yeah, how do you actually know if someone's knocked out or not? Yeah. You have the actual paramedics running, not just like the 50 refs that all run in that when they get punched once, they're down for like 20 minutes, like on SmackDown vs. Raw. And they try and hold the big show down with like 20 of them and he just does the big wah and they all go <laughs> flying in all directions. But yeah, that's a sad um, a sad story to come out of Mexico recently. Yeah, so. I actually, having reactivated my Facebook, I've seen a load of like, this guy followed WWE on there. And just going back a few weeks when you were talking about the no crowd mm-hmm. and how that's a thing. As I thought that, remember the Sandman? Yeah. He used to come down through the crowd and smack his head with the kendo stick and he had the beers. If he's coming down now, he just looks like an alcoholic dad, just stumbling down the stairs with his beer and then just starts hitting himself and there's no one around to watch it. No one's cheering him on, you just hear the loud <laughs> echo of the kendo stick. How's the week been, mate? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we've obviously had our spray tan, so we'll discuss that a wee bit later, which I'm actually loving. I had a pretty interesting conversation with my mother this morning. Uh, following the release of the podcast on Wednesday with uh, Amber the Stripper. Mm-hmm. And she messaged me out of the blue just saying, Good morning, Samuel. Just wondering what rubbing one out means. And what was your response? Uh, I actually said it means getting a massage in every country. That's not technically it, incorrect. I, That's quite, I thought quite diplomatic. Tad misleading. I mean, you could spin it a different way. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it meant something to do with a penis. And I said, get your mind out of the gutter. Get your mind out of the gutter. It could be a self-massage. Yeah, it is a self-massage. So that was an interesting wee thing from my week. And other than that, relatively uneventful. How about yours? Good, mate. Um, Ticking along. Um, I've sort of... I'm 
I hate fence sitting on a lot of things. Yeah, it hurts your bum. Yeah, it does. Especially if they've got pointy palings at the top. Like the one at the gardens. Oh, yeah, that's a trick. Oh, that one's actually quite nice. There was actually a guy... comes out your mouth. (laughs) There was actually a guy in Central Park who was playing baseball a couple of years ago, and they hit a high home run into fly field, and he's running along with the mitt. I think it's called fly field. I'm not a big baseball fan. He's running along with the mitt, looking at the ball, looking at the ball, looking at the ball, and he just goes... Boom, fence paling straight through both cheeks. Oh, like that scene on Hot Fuzz when the... Um, haven't seen it. You haven't seen Hot Fuzz? No. Well, for all the listeners out there, it's not just us here today, yeah. when the uh, miniature church spire goes through the evil constable's uh, chin and out of his mouth. Spoiler alert. I feel he like... Gets a, he like... Gets, spoiler alert, he gets a miniature church spire through his mouth. He then becomes the lead singer of Disturbed with yeah. that weird chin piercing. <laughs> oh, they're disgusting. Not disturbed, just those chin piercings. They just the lead singer. Disturbed, you might say. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's where they get their name from. It's a cheap have, joke. Have you seen that video of the? You, we saw it. Eh? The cougar chasing the guy. What an Aikman's? No, <laughs> yeah, on the Friday. Yeah. The pissed, the pissed uni student running down Aikman Road. And there's the fifty-year-old woman in the bloody sparkly cocktail dress with a salve in her hand running after him. She chased him for six minutes while he filmed it. <laughs> was it dumb? I used was to it... know your dad. <laughs> Get back here. Have, um, you, have you seen it? Though? Yeah, I have. Yep. Oh man, how fucking frightening would that be? Apparently, they sort of shriek when they follow you. Mm. They don't actually like growl or hiss. They sort of shriek, so you can. Um, I've heard that sometimes they shriek, obviously, and as we've just said, and it can echo all around you, so you think there's more. It's, How, that's terrifying. That's, yeah. Do you reckon you could take one of them on? Um, Probably. Yeah, probably. I reckon, <laughs> I was thinking the other day, one of them is like a bantamweight tiger. Yeah. Is how they are. I reckon like... Still gnarly though. If they were coming... I reckon a house cat, if a house cat was coming at you, it'd be pretty threatening. No, oh, you just choke slam it though. Yeah, true, but like... I, I, I don't, actually, I, I'm retracting that. I reckon one of those things would fuck me up. I've always stood by, if you're in a five metre by five metre room with a horse, mm-hmm. is your tactic, if you have to take the horse on with your bare hands, do you win it over, do you sort of give it neck rubs and then hit it, or do you have a crack at it full time? I've always said you go arm down the throat, grab the tongue, and then pull the tongue out no. and wind it around, or would that just anger no, it? No, you, I mean, A, you, I don't know if the tongue's long enough to um, choke it with its own tongue. Mm. Uh, you sound like you're doing a Mortal Kombat finisher there. Yeah. But... They've got human teeth. Horses have human teeth, and they're very creepy. Like bigger versions, though, eh? Yeah, and I don't. They're probably not great for gnawing on things, but it'll just lop down on your hand and just chomp you. And I think horses go pretty crazy. Could you go the Chubbs Peterson from Happy Gilmore and tear that bastard's eye out? Or would I that... think I think any animal that's bigger than you and more threatening, it's got to be eyes, unless yep. you're going to do the. Um, villain off Indiana Jones too and just reach in through the chest and pull its heart out but then again like, um, what's that it, on? and Dumb and Dumber when he does it to the chef just puts <laughs> it straight through and shows him it as he falls over but I guess imagine Bruce Buffer announcing that announcing <laughs> the man it's time it's just you and a horse <laughs> oh, but then I swear like okay everything goes well the horse is now blind and what then it's just angered. It's just angry. It's confused. It's just going absolutely nuts. It's lost and it, all trust. And it'd be like buckaroo, mate. It'd be like buckaroo. It'd be like getting shanked by your prison cellmate on your very first day. You could never come back from it. And it no. would be an awkward interaction for the rest of your tenure in the cell. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're holding onto his pocket like on tea, like tea bag on bloody prison break. Yeah, that would be very, very humbling. 
Uh, so you have a shocker and a stunner from the week. I know oh, we've, already, I said, we've just been talking about other things. From as the week, I said, um, anything stand out? Um, so as I started to go before we went in another direction. Yep. Um, I'm on a bit of a fence this week as to if I really rate or really hate both my ones. So let me explain more. So my, I'll start with what I'll dignify the shocker as I'm doing the rabbit ears with my hands. Um, people that take their jobs far too seriously. Uh, let me just hit you with this. The bouncer that'll ask you with, you know, 20, 30 questions as you're queuing up with the ID. Where you been tonight? What's your star sign? How many you had? What's your dress code? I, I actually had, sorry to interrupt you, but I actually had quite a funny experience of a bouncer last week where he just said to me, it was probably like two in the morning at this stage. I'd had a few beers and he said, you look quite tired. Maybe you should go away for half an hour and come back. And I said, but then I'm just going to be even more tired. Maybe he was trying to insinuate a drug deal. Would you yeah. like something to pick you up? Go around the corner, see that guy smirking with the leather jacket on. With the Go big, see him. With the big trench coat that he's just opening up. Oh, no, that's a flasher. So anyway, um, bouncers. And so that's just sort of to set the scene. I was driving around to actually see you the other day, and there's a bit of roadworks going on. Great to see you, by the way. Fantastic, as always. And I was driving around, and um, there's roadworks going on, and there's a guy that had the lollipop sign, Wide-brimmed cowboy hat, huge sideburns, Arnett sunnies, and cowboy boots. And he sort of holds the lollipop sign, and it's go. And he sort of directs me in through these cones, like he's waving me in with the big fluorescent things they have at the airport. (laughs) Yep, and I get, I'm sort of going a little bit slow, because he's standing in the middle of the road. And I actually come to a stop, even though he's got the go sign, because I can't go past him. And he goes here with one more aggressive thing to come up and I'm like okay drive up a little bit so and then he just flings the sign around to stop and just leaps off the road and I'm like oh. either that's great traffic management or just over the top may, I think maybe he was either on drugs or hungover right so maybe well, he was like he was quite animated for a hungover person but you know one of those ones where you just Hangy. work where you just work it off yeah, where you just go and you think you're probably still half cut I'm just going to come super hard yeah and then I'm going to go to work. <laughs> oh, I, I, and with the things with lollipop people is most of them are just standing there, just like not saying they're not doing anything or whatever, but, but they just not look doing complete, completely relaxed, just turning it, just not really with a care in the world. And I don't see many crashes on sites like that, so well, I don't think he needs to do the big or the theatrics. Well, to make the cherry even sweeter, I drove past once I eventually got the all clear from bloody the Guardian of the Galaxy. And I drive through, and it's not even an operational site. The digger's just <laughs> sitting there unmanned. So like you say, what's the real risk? They had four intersections Sounds blocked like off. Sounds like definitely on drugs. Yeah. But hey, he was taking his job seriously, and I can't help but commend that. Fair enough. And my other one, just uh, so, so we don't your get... stunner or your shocker? Well, hold on. Okay, we'll decide let, at the end. Let me explain the context, because I can't go throw back to you, because I need to sort of get your... Um, endorsement as to what what you think is better or worse. So I was out the other night watching my beloved Rabbitohs lose in the semi. Thank you for a stellar season, fellas. But um, a friend of mine came along and she ordered a gin and tonic and arrived at the table. And then I look over, take a quick look at the screen, look back, and there's a knife on the table with a lemon. And I thought she must have gone up to the people in the bar and said, oh, can I have some more lemon? And they just really couldn't be fucked with her that night. So they've just given her all the all the contents and said, here, you go nuts on it. Yep. But she says that she always brings her own lemon and her own knife to a bub because she doesn't want to put out the bar stuff, but she knows she loves citrus. As a hospo worker, mm. is that slightly, you know, um, 
what's the word? Is that slightly like... Condescending? Yeah, not condescending, but obsessive-compulsive, if you will. It's a little bit obsessive-compulsive. I would worry that she'd get... If there was some sort of altercation or someone gets stopped at the door, she has a knife on her. Or she she could go lemon in the eyes if she was doing tequila slammers. Very true. Uh, Suicidal tequilas there, Cove. You snort the line of salt. That is such a douchebag drink. I know. It's just... The Why? salt in the mouth just and the lemons. Just in general is disgusting, in my yeah. opinion. We've been there, done that before, haven't we, on this podcast? Oh, we definitely have. So, you're yeah. not sure about what's I'm not sure stunner. which one which one I label. I'm going to go the stunner, just straight off the cuff, now that I've sort of put the, put it on the platform, I'm going to go stunner with the lemon. Yep. Because I, I think, think you're being I think resourceful. I think it's hard case, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's hard case. And hospital can, workers can, get enough shit. I can see where she's coming from with yeah. it. Because some, also a lot of bars, especially pubs will have the lemon but not the lime if yep. you are more inclined towards the lime don't know what happens if she orders a hendrix where you have the cucumber and i don't know where she'd be keeping that if she's carrying it around with her but i actually quite like that i think it's, it's pretty gold it's harmless i think the lollipop man maybe needs to lay, off, got the a, old, lay off the old crystal pistol i've got to back my mate yeah who's actually done the resource and she said that she often doesn't like to do it because she likes an abnormal amount so they'll put some more and she go oh can I have a bit more and then they'll put more in but she doesn't want to say can I you know you sound a bit like you're being a bit bossy especially when they're when they're flat tack what sort of knife was it just a serrated sort of steak knife yeah and I'd back her not, not to like stab a, anyone a big scimitar or like yeah it was a big hatchet sort of... <laughs> yeah. so yeah I'm, I, there. as I've uh, put it to you I've decided that they're, they're the shock of other stunner but neither one are amazing and neither one are terrible so. that's good orange lights you could say there we've we been in the middle yep what about yourself? Um, Got well, anything for us? My shocker and stunner is a bit more black and white this week. Okay. So, like our tan? Like our butts and our legs? <laughs> exactly. So I'll start with my shocker because it actually ended up being a... not The shocker was never a stunner, but it snowballed into a stunner. Listen a to bit. the bumblers, bumbling <laughs> idiots we are today, aren't we? Tripping over our own sacks, eh? So I went to go for a swim in a sauna the other day. And I couldn't find my regular boardies, which is, you know, the woman with the colourful sunnies, like the classic ones you get off from JJ's back in the day. So I ended up using the pool boys, which are... Sh- what, the lifeguards? <laughs> Not you- no, no, no. So that, the, my, these shorts are called pool boys. Uh, I don't know why I've gone to so much detail about the attire. It's not even that important to the story. But they're shorter boardies that I don't normally swim in. Right. Anyway. I thought you were talking about po' boys. That you get in Louisiana. Just eating, the sandwiches all over my junk. Just eating one in the pool. So I, and then waiting an hour before swimming, obviously. Of course. I mean, who's, you're not a maniac. You're not some sort of cannibal. <laughs> and so I went for my swim, went for my sauna. Now, these shorts are a bit shorter. And you know when you're in the sauna, you sort of become a little bit disoriented. You're sweaty. You don't know what's what's going on with your body. And I'm sitting there really, really relaxing. No one else is in the sauna. And the lifeguard comes in, opens the door, checks that there's no one dead in there. I assume that's what they're doing when they mm. poke their head in. Under 16s. Yep. Goes to, that one as well. Goes to leave and walks away. I'm just sitting there just hanging out and realise... where this is going. I'm literally hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yep. My Janssen... And my, my testiculars are just peeking out of the bottom of these shorts because they're a bit shorter. And I realised that when I got in there, there was a elderly woman, probably maybe in her 70s, not to say that's super elderly, and she left a couple of minutes after I got in there. I don't know my positioning when I first got in there, but 
there you go. Have we heard from her since? We haven't heard from her since. Luckily, there was no under 16s in there. But I assume that happens to guys quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Where their cocks fall out. Especially was, when you're rocking a big hog like me. Remember it was the odd classic one where the guy, the the kid that would wear silkies in the rugby photo and there'd often be a bit of a scrotum hanging out the side or the penis. <laughs> Mate, I, I don't take any, uh, aff- I wouldn't take any offence. To be fair, I'd actually rate it if I saw another person in there. Oh. Okay. Just make sure you... <laughs> Is there something you'd like to tell us? <laughs> it'd be a little bit awkward if it was a packed sauna and you sort of did that half-awkward crouch and your testy touched the hot coal. <laughs> That'd be a lesson you'd never learn again. And have to get the paint scraper out to get it off. I think the um, it sort of revealed that the light... That's the exact reason the lifeguards do the do the perimeter check in there all the time. See the perverts sort of a, like yourself. They want to see what sort of equipment everyone's rocking. Yeah, just the lifeguard just giving this one, yeah, <laughs> as he's leaving. Nice. Yeah. And so that sort of led into my... Shock, uh, stunner a wee bit, but not directly. But you got I've the just, elderly woman's number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've took her out for a high tea after. I'm now, I'm now seeing Gladys at uh, the Ryman Healthcare facility. No, so my stunner this week is I've discovered AliExpress. Right. And I think it's going to become a bit of an issue. Do you okay. know the website? Oh, of course I do. Yep. And I've never used it before. It is perfect for you. It's the tight ass junkie trade me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So so far I've bought six pair of sunnies. Yeah. I bought two pop filters for this amazing podcast. The first thing I bought was a male grooming kit, which I saw advertised on AliExpress, and I think it somehow my phone knew that I'd been revealed in the sauna. Yeah. And so I saw that. I was like, right, get in that just in case these this incident happens again. I want to be rocking a tidy setup. Mm-hmm. But, mate, that website's amazing. And I yep. think it's going to become a real issue for me. I bought six pairs of 30-cent sunnies. Yeah. And they are, it's just great. they on the way yet? Oh, mate, they're going to be here by uh, 2024. Cool. Which I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully it's a hot summer. Yep. <clears throat> Hopefully it's a hot summer. Straight out of a factory <clears throat> in Wuhan? Yeah, I don't want to know where they're made. Yeah. I don't want to know about that side of it. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be horrible. So that's my stunner and my shocker this week. I've actually had a bit of a, a 50-50 with AliExpress. I've never really found it to be sufficient for clothes for myself. Uh, there's, no. you know, Even if it's sizes and sizes... Above, even if even if you pay for something cheap, and it arrives, even if you haven't, even if you're out of pocket, you still get disappointed, and you're still excited. I've I've always been cautious about buying clothes online in general, especially yeah. when they say, "Oh, the arm measurements are this, this, and this." It's like who I don't knows that? Know how yeah. long my arm is? Yeah, you know, I want to try it on. Yeah, there's got to be some um, like software coming out where you can actually visually try things on and see what they look like but then again it doesn't solve the issue does it? You can take some sort of body well when I was buying these sunnies there's actually a website you can use and I don't know why I was using this for a pair of 30 cent sunglasses but it takes a, a scan of your face and then it puts the sunnies on you mm. which is quite cool just the AliExpress version it's just cut and pasted from Snapchat <clears throat> and just slapped on your face <laughs> yeah. it's just, just a little emoji mm-hmm. so yep that was my stunner and my shocker now I reckon we just should we just rip into our topic of the week now. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So we were discussing this earlier, and I think it's pretty epic. Of aliens, extraterrestrials, extraterrestrials, UFO, UFOs. You know, take me to your leader. Yeah. Probe you will. me. Yeah, what's that? Uh, no. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> if they arrived on Earth like that today, what would they think? What would their first impressions be? What would just the general vibe, if you will, if you're a 20-year-old uni student saying that all the time, if you just t- if they just turned up? 
what do you think they would think of Earth? And what would be some maybe some people you'd love for them to meet, some people you'd hate for them to meet? I'm sure we've got plenty more of them because we're so pessimistic. Um, I think they'd be a little bit underwhelmed. Do you think? Yeah. I've sort of always had a bit of a theory. Call me, call me crazy, call me loopy, <laughs> call me Ken Ring the Moon Man. Yeah. I've always sort of had a bit Ken of a Ken. theory. They're already here. Okay. They've already... Um, I've read a few... Uh, I guess you'll say blogs, not published factual journals. Not by doctors? No. Not referenced to anything? The old Google doctor. I mean, there's no show us your working, show us your research. <laughs> but um, there's talk that they're hibernating here. Uh, mate, but, this is, you're talking Scientology. They're no, in a volcano. Yep. They're here and they're waiting for their moment to come out. But yeah, that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, I think they'll be completely underwhelmed. Well, if they get here... They win the tech race, don't they? So they're obviously far more advanced than us. We're down here celebrating going to the moon 60 years ago. Celebrating a new phone that has 10 cameras on the back. Yeah, whereas they've just been cruising in like little circle spaceships. Mm. Would they be what we imagine them to be? Would they be big brains? Would they have pointy lights at the end of their fingers the and classic, piss through it? The classic, <laughs> the classic uh, inflatable toy that used to win, the big black dome eyes and the big crazy massive head that you can't even walk properly like Jimmy Neutron I think I'm, I'm the same as you I think they would be a extremely underwhelmed especially if they're coming from some planet that's got maybe three-titted woman three-titted woman which would be imagine that god I don't know what to do with two and spacecraft that can travel through time and space and blah 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 would they be antisocial I think they would be they would be antisocial towards us yeah yeah, I reckon they would be. It depends on what their what their reasoning for coming here is. If they were coming here to research, they would arrive and they'd just see, okay, these people love step sibling porn. Yeah, and they just they think we're horrendous. they'd be in love instantly. They'd, they'd absolutely love because they're into family stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so, can you imagine be- if the spaceship just let me set a scene here for you? Imagine the spaceship just docks and comes down and chooses. A fraternity house, and these little <laughs> aliens wander off. These douchebag guys, yeah, these douchebag guys would probably pick these aliens up and just start toga, toga with Get them over the their head. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> so they'd have to pick where they wanted to. I think a perfect place for them to land to get their experiences, to hear some stories. Burning Man, in this podcast. In Burning Man? Yeah. No, imagine the twisted frequencies. There's probably half the people there probably think they're seeing aliens anyway. But it would relax them. Yeah, just to be like, look, would it? Yeah. They just absolutely got some twisted frequencies going on, having a mad one in the middle of the mosh pit. And it's like, hey, you know how you thought you saw aliens? They're actually real. Guess what? This isn't a costume. <laughs> no, but they would, they could go and, and talk to people about life. There. See humanity, like everyone's getting along, yeah. everyone's loving each other. And they could also feel a lot better about themselves because there's no doubt a high percentage of pieces of shit walking around there. <laughs> but the... But the thing is, aliens would arrive on Earth and they wouldn't know that instantly that humans are, I don't want to say the dominant species, but humans are probably the most evolved species in terms of our social structures and whatnot, other than the octopussies, but we won't go into that. Mm -hmm. And so they could land and just see like a massive group of ducks. And they just walk up and try communicating with mm. these ducks who were too busy trying to gangbang each other and stuff. So they wouldn't actually know straight off the bat that humans are the the big cheeses, as we like to think, on the planet. I've got a feeling, though, that if they'd come this far, they sort of would do a scan over Earth first and sort of figure it out. Imagine just getting here and being like, right, we've travelled 
10 billion light years to get here. We've figured all the things out. We've got through the atmosphere. We've come down, and now we're just talking to a group of ducks. No, we're just talking to these ducks. Super underwhelming. Eating sand and gravel. Would they be like the aliens off The Simpsons who are sitting out in the atmosphere for a while just observing things? Just like sludge coming from their mouths. They're disgusting freaks, those two. I reckon they would walk around calling us aliens. Well, they'd think that we're pretty weird. They'd think they'd probably see that there's all these geniuses and extreme hyper-intelligent people on Earth that are doing these amazing things and building rockets and curing diseases, yet your average Joe blogs is just worshipping some woman who's got a massive fake ass. Yeah. Which I think they just think is ridiculous because maybe on their planet they are worshipping people that are the the thinkers and the really forward-moving people. They probably We worship... just want to see what Kim Kardashian's sex tape's like. They probably worship the people that have gone through space travel. Yep. That's probably just like the young, up-and-coming, budding kids that are off on their OE. They're, the They're off to another galaxy. I saw a thing the other day that said that there's no way we'll see them until half of the Milky Way has already been discovered, which has three billion planets that they may be able to, well, planets is a loose term, but three billion uh, places where human life form could actually live. Mm. And so we've got to, I guess, discover 1.5 billion of those before any sort of... Oh, we do. Well... They reckon that would never have contact with another species until at least half that galaxy was at least discovered. Um, right. Because there's, I saw there's three places. Jeez, that's a pretty unfathomable number. Yeah, well, you do the research. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah. I'll get back to you. Apparently there's like a one of the moons on Saturn that they have seen where they've got these massive frozen glaciers where they think oceans could actually be behind. It's all about getting the landscape which could have human life on it but we only sort of judge it towards how a human could live maybe aliens don't need water exactly and the thing is they can cope with the heat if we yeah we think alien we think of you know pissing out the finger and all this other stuff that we were saying before running through make cornfield mazes three titted woman and a plant on just anything on another planet or everything that's completely foreign like that is considered alien Mm -hmm. so if there was a tiny little sprouting plant on Mars, that is an alien species, technically, mm-hmm. which is a very, very boring way to think of it. Because I want to think that, you know, it's Mars Attacks or yeah. it's, um, what's that Tom Cruise movie? War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. That's Terrible the one. film. Yeah, shocking, eh? Yeah. Scientologist as well. Have so you... ask him what he'd think about oh, the aliens. I... He's like, they, they live in volcanoes. It's Zab, the bloody. He's uh, a bit more overlord. clear than me. I don't, I don't. Yeah, he's clearer. He's I'm not paid the, more money into the chapters. I'm not in the same uh, level as him. I haven't quite um, climbed the ladder like him yet. And Tom, if you're listening, would love to get your input because he's a big fan of the show, Tom Cruise. Yeah. He was telling me the other day when we were going clear together. But I think the main thing that these aliens would be thinking if they met us or if they came to Earth was what are these two blonde, fake tanned men up to and why do they keep asking? asking us to be anal probed yeah that's their first thing that imagine we're just there with the signs that just said we would love to be anal probed imagine the crook humans that have just made that up about you like imagine how many people would be like they'd come down you'd be like do you guys really stick shit up people's asses (laughs) it's like that's all we that's all we'd have for them mate you know are you guys still doing the probing the aliens like oh mate like we never actually did that it's just something you guys it's like well if you, you just were, have something, do you just have something like long and like cylindrical, and then your mate comes in with the cucumber she's bringing to the bar for the Hendrix? 
Yeah, I think they'd be underwhelmed. I think they'd be super underwhelmed as well. But hey, once again, if any of you are listening, you want to come out of hibernation, Area 51's been around for 70 years, so they know something. We'd love to have you on the podcast, any alien species. Yeah. Do you have anything else to touch on with the aliens? No. No, that's that's, it's that's so, it for me. It's so broad with like saying alien that there's like so many different theories and stuff behind it. You can't actually pigeonhole it or just like sort of narrow it down to one little sort of species. Well, now that I know after discussing with you, I'm probably going to go to Odering's Garden Centre after this and call every little sprout an alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any one of these plants from Mars? And they say, no, sir, but here's a straight jacket. Have you seen the funny thing about the, the two aliens holding up the billboard of like barren rocky volcanoes and they're holding up a billboard and it's just in front of the rover on mars being like nope all still volcanoes and dry things here and then behind them is this huge booming society so like, meanwhile the aliens on mars just letting everyone fall that nope nothing to see here we've still it's got them we're still pulling the wall over their eyes yeah. those dumbasses. did you know that the rover on mars on the day that it was made on that day obviously logically it sings itself happy birthday with beeps. That's tragic. Yeah. And I thought, imagine if there was some sort of malfunction where it can't stop that function. And it's just... Because they can't hear... They don't, I don't think they have sound with it. I think it's just to take photos. So the rover could actually theoretically be on Mars going around, singing itself happy birthday 24-7, just slowly getting itself into insanity. I think it's already there, isn't it? <laughs> you reckon the rover on it's Mars? hanging out. Imagine just the day before, just get the tune tomorrow, get the tune tomorrow, and then the speaker blows. <laughs> um, I saw they sent actually a 12-carat gold record into space um, in case an alien life form discovered it, and it had greetings in over 65 different languages and a Bulgarian folk song. Well, that is good to hear. Is that just how they greet each other in Bulgaria? Of all the songs that have ever been created, how does that make the cut? Here you go. What song would you send up other than a Bulgarian folk song? That's just the logical choice. Probably forgot about Dre. Forgot about Dre? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. I'd probably send up Crazy Frog by Axel F, maybe. Imagine, I can just hear the the big gold record landing on Mars and just do, 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 and the rover just runs it straight (laughs) over on its birthday. (laughs) Don't want to hear that shit. Singing to itself. Well, since we're on the subject of aliens, our 8-Ball Challenge is somewhat alien-related this week. It is. I reckon we do the 8-Ball Challenge right now, and then we talk about the one that we've just had. The week we've just had. Yep. Great. So this week, seeing as you've already uh, established yourself as quite into aliens. A bit of a doomsday prepper. There you go, yep. Uh, Thanks for coming down from your cave today, by the way, and bringing one of the 500 tins of baked beans you've got up there for the doomsday. The bulletproof vest on. Hey, I can borrow some of your sunnies when they arrive off AliExpress (laughs) for the nuclear blast now. Thank you. So we were thinking, for the week that comes, seeing as there's a lot of conspiracy going on at the moment regarding all sorts of bloody bullshit with 5G towers being cut down and obviously there's aliens living in volcanoes and the moon's made out of cheese and there's batteries in the birds. Government watching at all times. Yep. New Zealand's heading for a Nazi revolution because of our voted-in government according to every single blue-blooded national supporter. The South Island Independence Movement. Have yep. you seen that on Facebook? Oh, my God, Lord. run out of Timaru, mate. Some of their finest politicians. We were thinking every time you're in public, wherever you're going, driving in your car whatever, when I'm walking to my college, blah, 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 you've got to have a tinfoil hat on. Yeah. For people that out there that don't know the reference behind tinfoil hats, it's so the government can't read your thoughts. Yeah, with the and satellites. With the satellites, 
Um, it's so the solar-powered bees that have little microphones stuck onto them as well, can't hear you. You wear a tinfoil hat, it saves you from everything. Are we probing? Each other probing? Oh, sorry, I'm getting, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting distracted in the aliens not, again. Not yet, we're not. No. So tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hats outside at all times. Anytime you think that you could be being watched in the atmosphere, tinfoil hat straight on. Is this just going to turn into us being extremely, extremely paranoid and like looking through the blinds at everyone that drives past and thinking that the post is watching them? What do you mean lead to this? That's yeah. my everyday life <laughs> as is currently. Yeah, well, you'll have plenty of tinfoil hats ready to go. Yep, I've got, I'm going to go for the mohawk type tinfoil hat. So then when the uh, laser beams come down, it ricochets it off. It's yep. kind of like how they have the thing on top of the Eiffel Tower that um, bounces back lightning. Yeah, nice, nice. Like a lightning rod. That's literally exactly what it is, but give us a roll. What is that? It's being all stupid. Very likely? Yes. Is that a yes? Yeah, very likely, I mean. <laughs> come on. I, I think we've debated it in current weeks, but we're going, we're going straight shooting now. Here we go. Oh, it's my turn with the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Is straight yes. It, oh, no, we got two no's last it's week. It's giving the people what they want. Yeah, don't you, uh, I'm extremely sorry, everyone, for questioning the eight ball. Mate, that is, that's the undercover mic. That's here. Sh- yeah, for sure. That's the shot. It's pushing us into new and challenging endeavours. So Spray tans. The week that's just been. How did you find your spray tan? A, a pleasant experience. How cold is that spray, though? It's freezing. It's like one time I was having a few, um, we'll call them stomach issues. Mm-hmm. And I went and got an ultrasound for my stomach. Don't worry, all clear. And um, the well, I think um, and they put the gel on, and I was waiting for it to be really cold because it's sort of an abnormal thing, abdominal thing, yeah. a, an abnormal thing for someone to have. And she put it on, and it was actually really warm. And she goes, "Oh, nice." She goes, "Yeah, I heated it up because one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to piss off pregnant women with cold gel." I think the spray tan place could have used a bit of that. Uh, it was customer I, service. I was quite taken aback by how cold it was. Did she warn you that it was going to be cold though? No, nothing. Yeah, the nothing. chick that I did, that did me said that it was going to be uh, nice and cold. Yeah, nice and nice yeah. and freezing. So I went in. I was actually quite nervous when so I was went I. in. I, I don't know why. I was sort of a little bit excited, but I was also really nervous, and I thought that I really stuck out like a sore thumb. Dogs, bulls, if you will. Dogs, bulls, absolutely. Like a like boxers. I think boxer dogs have the yuckiest nuts on them, eh? Yeah, they've just got a big... It sort of sits back. And I don't like dogs that have their tails up just showing... Presenting the arsehole? presenting their asses to everyone. The little balloon knot, it's gross. But anyway, there's nothing, none of that going on. And in the spray tanning salon. But I was kind of nervous. I thought I'd look really weird because there was like, obviously, ladies around and I was in there getting a spray tan. Apparently, quite a lot of guys get them. Mm-hmm. And I went into the little booth and I started touching that nice glittery yeah, thing at the back. The and I was like stroking it and I was like, what's this called? And she said, uh, that's actually one of our other clients. She hasn't taken her uh, secret Garment. dress off yet. She's a cougar from Aikman's. No, it was the filter. Did you yep. do that as well? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that um, don't touch. That's the filter. Don't touch it. You'll get shit all over your hands. Not literally. And it's just really disgusting. It's got the whole day's worth of spray tan. And I was like, well, don't make it all glittery and nice. And appealing, like, like an... stroking the furry wall. Exactly. Like on Get Him to the Greek. I'm like a magpie. You know, I see something nice and glittery and shiny. I want to stroke it. Mm-hmm. So that was how it started. And then she. Was there many people at the salon when you were there? 
there would have been well I got there quite early I got there 20 minutes early oh for I goodness extremely, sake. I was extremely nervous energy extremely excited what did you do do a big shit in the back just to <laughs> settle, the, settle the nerves yeah can I use the toilet come back 15 minutes later it's always so suspicious eh, when you go somewhere especially in a unisex cafe toilet yeah, well, yeah, yeah and you, you have three or four people try the door while you're in there and you're just like just just might be a moment because you know the coffee and juice anyway sorry the so and she said strip down to whatever you feel comfortable in and i sort of thought am i just getting do you get nude i thought they give you the little undies the yep. little i thought they give you the little Papua t- new guinea and tribe walnut <laughs> on the stick yeah i thought they give you the little tissue g-string to wear or yep. the little nappy no none of that so she said strip down to whatever you feel comfortable in and I thought it would be such hard case to get completely starkers, but I didn't. No, I made it very abundantly clear when I went. I was the only one in the salon when I went earlier that day. Oh, Trace, so it was the, fully booked when I went. I had the twelve thirty appointment. You had the what? Ten to five. Ten to five. Yeah. Peak time. Rush hour. Yeah. No problem. Just rush hour. But just a, a, an all round positive experience. I thought it was cool. And how do you feel now that you're a beautiful bronzed Greek god? The bronzed bomber. Yeah. Shout out uh, Deontay Wilder. A few people have told me. Um, <laughs> No, I I feel it went a lot better than I thought. I feel, as we sort of discussed last night, I feel like spray tanning is one of the industries that sort of come on in leaps and bounds over the last few years. I did think with Ultra Dark, we were going to be on the far right spectrum of the resine ch- colour chart, though. I said to the lady when I went in there, I said, I want to look ridiculous, but I don't want to look racist. <laughs> and believe it or not, she didn't laugh at that. No, they didn't have much time for my chat either. No, Well, that's good, because then we know... Ah, the issue. <laughs> yeah. No, so, Can't um, be us. I thought it was going to be one of the more um, confronting eight ball challenges we've done. But now that it's here, you know, you get your initial gags, you get your laughs. A uh, One of my work colleagues who seems to go more naturally bronzed than, uh, than myself said, why didn't you just lie under the sun? Well... Doesn't have the same appeal when you're coming. I'm not trying to be a lobster. If you're a gentleman like us, I thought the spray tan might have burnt me yesterday. That's mm. how easily I burn in the sun. Yeah. That's why we don't lie under the sun. Did it come out yeah. much in your beard? Um, the tan? Yes, my, my, my singlet that I was wearing yesterday, and I might have even worn it to bed last night, it was a bit nippy. Yeah. It was, yeah, it looks like I've wiped my ass with it, to be honest, which I have, but I washed all of that out. But it's, yeah, it's my sheets aren't white. And I did ask them if it was going to go into my bed. And they said, yes, but it's a good excuse to change your sheets. And this is when I knew they weren't liking my chat. And I said, well, my I thought every year you change your sheets on daylight saving. That's the one time of the year you change your sheets. And they just gave me nothing. Mm. I was obviously joking. I awkwardly laughed after it. But I guess if they don't know you, you know, they don't know your chat and they just sort of sit there. I feel like, like, oh, yuck, you got to change it more than that. And I was like, yeah, I do. I feel like if someone said it to me, I'd appreciate it, whether I knew them or not. Change your sheets on daylight saving once a year, like comical, right? Isn't daylight saving twice a year? Yes. Or is that just... (laughs) We're just (laughs) moving on swiftly. Moving on swiftly. (laughs) Is that just for the clean freaks out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the OCD people. You want to be a flat Nazi? Do it twice a year. Yeah, yeah. I like my sheets to shatter when I yeah. jump into my bed. I've kind of felt disgusting my, and crusty. I've kind of felt myself looking at my legs, being like, "Hmm, who's this? No, who's this stud? <laughs> who's this? Who, who's whose sexy pins are these?" Yeah, but um, I'm not going to say I'll never go back. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we got an outrageous shade. I mean, I'm actually, I look good. Yeah, I quite like it. I feel good. Look good. Feel good. Yeah, sticky, sticky, and it smells weird. And the words of my. Uh, one of my idols, primetime Dion Sanders, you look good, you feel good, you play good. 
they pay good. So there you go. Pay rise, maybe, coming up for us. For us on the... Because uh, we're tanned. Yeah. <laughs> How good. Now, all in all, uh, raging success. Yep. Well, should we rip into the pest list? Pest list, one of the great segments. Nice, nice. So, this week, I was thinking, what could we do for the pistol? We were both put our heads together to try and think of something. And it's probably, it's probably something that, yeah, craniums, obviously. We're not docking. It's probably something that people liken animals or give animals per- traits of humans. So mm-hmm. they'll say things like, my dog's sad. Whereas yep. we don't actually know if the dog is expressing that expressing that emotion at that time. I think animals do obviously have feelings. But for our list, we're just doing maybe four, maybe five animals that we think if they were humans or if they had voices and they could speak English or maybe Klingon, what personality would they display? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Just what sort of traits, if an animal came along, what sort of traits... If it could, if you could actually communicate with it, yep. what or sort of person in, human, in society would it be? Exactly, almost in human form. So, give me one of yours, mate. I've gone just the typical dirty, smelly, unhygienic human. I don't want to say homeless <laughs> because I feel like that's quite a harsh term to some of the people that are on tougher times. But I've gone the vulture. Oh yeah, the vultures don't have sweat glands. They already look disgusting well they circle above carcasses don't they yeah they eat flesh they eat rotting flesh so i feel like and they always seem to be in hot areas they're wandering around the desert and they don't they almost look like an unhatched chick that's really big they yeah they look like they look like the overgrown cooked egg fetus that they have in the philippines yeah apparently tasty Mm. but um and so they don't sweat so they'll be in the arizona desert or Africa or these other pretty testing terrains, if you will, and they what they'll do is they'll sit there and they'll shit under their wings on their feet and just mush it till it goes into pretty much liquid form and then the sun will hit that and scoop up and it'll cool it down and cool them from the inside. So they literally defecate on themselves. If their looks, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. If their looks aren't disgusting enough, their behaviour is even worse with their diet. But just that sort of carry on. So I think if I met one of them, I'd already be a bit standoffish and it would prove its point with its filth. They don't serve much purpose other than to eat rotting flesh. And their heads look like testicles. They look like the inside of a penis. Yeah. An uncircumcised penis. Yeah, they do a wee bit, don't they? Flying uncircumcised penises, rolling around in their own shit, eating rotten meat. They're not ticking many boxes. Not my, my idea of a good time, time, eh? No, definitely so, not. Yeah, vultures get the first tick for me. Yeah. What do you got for us? So, you, you reckon they'd be upstanding citizens? Of horrible. Society? I've gone all horrible. Yeah, me I've too. gone It's terrible. easier. It's yeah. easier to go horrible. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, that kitten would be really nice because it smooched me and I think he'd be a really warm, caring person. No. No. We don't I want to ask. We don't want to talk about that shit. No. So, my first one is, okay, not, okay, this one is actually not super horrible, but can be a bit of a pain in the ass. A squirrel. Right. A, you know squirrels are carving all over the place, quite frantic. They foam at the mouth foam at the mouth they're quite they're busy bodies they've got their nuts and they want to store it squirreling it away and whatnot i reckon they would be like the overstressed fussing housewife running around miravale trying to pick the kids up just flying all over the place something for dinner even though i'm not going to cook yeah exactly and just who have will 
chew the ear off a poor barista because they'd put almond milk in, not soy milk. The Karen, just, isn't it, effectively? The Karen. No offence, mum. No. My mum's name's Karen. She breaks the stigma. She breaks the stigma uh, most of the time, mm-hmm. other than when she's um, hitting me up about what rubbing one out means. And I think the squirrel would just be the really over-the-top, frantic, like, anxious, just losing it older woman. People don't actually... The majority of those people you run into don't actually have a lot to fret about as well. Exactly. Whereas squir- I mean, squirrels obviously have predators, but somewhere like in a Hyde Park or something, I don't know yep. if they've got a mass amount of predators, and they are Central just, Park. Central Park as yep. well. They're just going, no pun intended, nuts. But I said it before it, so I obviously didn't intend that pun. Um, another wee fact about squirrels, squirrels will recognise human faces, and really? they recognise whether you're a threat or not. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. every single human be a threat? Or do you have no. to be looking angrily at them? Yeah, you have to, you have to be waving your fist around but in the air. You were doing your research thinking, geez, these little bastards would be, be absolute wankers. They say, right, he's a threat. Get away, get away, get the nuts, get the nuts, get, get up the, the tree. And they they lose 25% of their nuts, actually, when they bury them from uh, thieves. Uh, myself, Other squirrels? Myself included. Other squirrels. But I remember going through Hyde Park in London, and there were the squirrels, and they would jump into the little... Zimmer frames of the elderly people that would feed them, and they'd go for wee rides with them. So they must remember people. Companionship. Yes. Yeah, so or they driven by food. I mean, come on, they don't remember Doris going down there with the Zimmer frame from the previous day. They think yeah, there's food. Be, I'm getting. In. You'd be surprised. Have a good catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Just share a cup of Joe. Chewing the fat. So how about you? What's the next one from you? So I've gone what I think would be the thirsty, blood-driven serial killer animals, the snapping sea turtle. Oh, yeah, they're crook. India invested $32 million a decade ago, or maybe even longer, two decades ago, to release these snapping sea turtles into the Ganges to devour the dead bodies. And what they do is when they're little oh, turtles... the Festival of the Dead over there. Oh, they just put everything in the Ganges. Weddings, funerals, drink out of it, shit in it. It's fill pretty, your boots. Yeah, literally fill your boots. It makes the Avon River look like bloody the bottled spring waters in Switzerland. (laughs) Um, And what they do is they raise these sea turtles when they're little, I don't know, cubs, little tiny turtles. They feed them only rotting dead fish. So then they get a taste for dead bodies and they don't eat the other stuff that's like live fish. And then they signal, they hunt the dead bodies because apparently it can just get out, out of control like, you know, you think how many people are in India, how many funerals is that a day? You've just got dead bodies literally littered down the Ganges. So they've put all these sea turtles in there just to devour them and so they can keep having funerals. So Yuck. they would be, I mean, handy. I mean, they, they are serving they're a doing purpose, a job. And I mean, they're probably thriving on all the apparently they, uh, Apparently they get so out of control that families will come down to bury a loved one and you'll have you know, a hundred sea turtles climbing out of the banks. That's how thirsty they are for the food. Oh my god! So you Imagine can't even get your funeral. Seeing seeing your beautiful loved one away, you've got you've got grandpa or something, and you're just saying your final farewells, and you just literally go to place him in the water with the two coins over his eyes for the man with the um, boat on the river sticks, and just some massive freak mutant turtle just comes out and just lops his head off. Donatello and the boys. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if you just heard a big commotion at the back of the Lamb and Haywood theatre mm. and all of a sudden the turtles had already wandered over from Willowbank and they yeah. sort of got a smell and just gone rogue and come on land. Yeah, so they would be the serial killers of humans in the in the world. They'd be so, like the cannibals, like the Hannibal Lecters. Dexter. Dexter as well. Yeah. Does he eat them? No, he just loves blood. Ah, right, she's a freak. Yeah. 
Um, right, well, geez, that's a hard one to follow. I went for my next one, the Peacock. Mm-hmm. And it's quite obvious why I think they would be pests, because you say you're pe- someone's peacocking when they're sort of strutting around and puffing their chest out quite a lot and trying to attract attention. I reckon the peacocks, especially the male peacocks, they're the ones with the big uh, green and blue feathers. Female peacocks, a.k.a. peahens, they're not mm-hmm. called peacocks, are just brown and boring. And The male's looking glorious. Yeah, yeah. Never knew that. Good, good for them. So I reckon they would be like your classic gang of lads down at the Terrace Tavern on a Friday or Saturday night with the tight white shirts and like the, the fake tans maybe, like yeah. we are now uh, ripping ourselves. Endorsing. And they would just be the... Just sort of like the... The show ponies. The show ponies strutting around, just trying to mack on every chick there and just sort of flexing quite a lot. Or also the guys at the gym who are just constantly taking photos in the mirror. My mate who's right into his gym stands by, what else are the mirrors there for? Checking your form. Yeah, that's that was my response. <laughs> but, you know. but so I think the peacocks would be the real... I mean, cock. If someone's cocky, you know, you say cock. They're a bit like the inner corner covers as well, you know, look good, does nothing. Yeah, exactly. We actually had, when I was a kid, there was a rogue peacock in Brindwa that was terrorising the neighbourhood, and it was living in my parents' house, not in that, yeah, just had the room. It was a border. Second, second, on, <laughs> second on the left, and so it was living like round our property and maybe the surrounding five or six properties, terrorising the neighbourhood, eating all the uh, veggies out of the veggie garden, they got the, there's a bird woman who, if you've ever had a pool, when you get ducklings, you get the crazy bird woman to come in to pick them up. Is it like the lady on Home Alone that lives in the park with the pigeons? I think quite similar sort of characters. Mm. But she came and it was way out of her sort of uh, jurisdiction, you could round say. Round to the house or? Yeah, it came to the, yeah, it came yeah. round to the house to get the peacock and couldn't get it at all. So they ended up having to get the dog catcher in okay. with the massive nets to pretty much trap it and scoop it up. Maybe just... They got it after about... This was about a month where they were trying to catch this peacock. And I think in terms of bird hunting, having a dog catcher on you is kind of like getting six stars on you in Grand Theft Auto if yep. you're a bird. Wouldn't a, perhaps looking back on it now, reflecting what worked, what didn't, maybe just a hefty shove from your dad in the pool and... No, the you pe- couldn't catch it, mate. They can sort of flap They're kind of quick. They're kind of like emus, eh? They sort of run without using their arms. Yeah, so... It's kind of yeah. like hitting a golf swing... With only a, like a quarter thing, but just still getting a bit of bit of length, like the old man. They sort of just, they sort of just pop up. Yeah, they so, defy physics with their running. Uh, yeah, and it came out that it was a woman in, oh, like at least some suburb, like ten, maybe like Redwood, had got given it for her birthday by it's her sister. Present. And uh, yeah, here you go, something you've got to care for. That's maybe like a ten year commitment. They can actually live to twenty five peacocks. And kind of exotic. Yeah, and it's like here's a very difficult pet to look after. If you're going to buy someone a pet, it should only be a fish, and can you just flush it down the toilet if you get sick of or it? Or scull it on the piss. And yeah, and, uh, and it escaped and somehow made its way to Brindler. So that's my next one. Yep. What else you got? I'm going to keep with the dark sort of side <laughs> of it. I can tell. Um. I think the registered sex offenders of the animal world are the male otter. Not otters, the male otter. Right. Female otters, apparently, quite pleasant. Sort of have their babies, do their thing. Quite playful and jovial. The male otters, on the other hand, often drown the females when mating because they force their head underwater when they have sex with them. They've also been known to go into a baby seal colony 
and force themselves sexually on the baby seals, often leading in the seals being deceased, to which they come back and have sex with them for another week after their dead bodies. Where are the parents? The, the, Where seals. Are the seal parents. I feel like seals kind of have their babies and then just don't give that much. What do you want them to do? Go and tell the police? Like, the, they probably the se- bark the at them. The parents just saying kiss from a rose. Well, the, se- the, the parents are probably further down the beach dodging the killer whales that are beaching, trying yeah, to get them. True, it's the true. animal world. So the otters, let me just make a disclaimer here. Male otters, you're not getting any more of my pellets at Willow Bank anymore. No. Because you're absolutely despicable. They're going to the pigs. Going yep. to the coony coonies. So, what's did you find out what their end game is for having sex? I think they just like to be super dominant. Right, right. But okay. just, that's not dominant. That's not on. No, that's it's not on. not on at all. It's some, it's some like autoerotic asphyxiation drowning the mate. You know, I think so it's dis- Michael it's, Hutchins would have been into a bit of, bit of the old otters, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a bit disturbing, actually. So, it's um, extremely disturbing. They can stay as animals because we don't want them. We've got enough sickos as humans. Yeah, yeah. So, not. that's yeah, that's my next one. Gee whiz. Short and sweet, but uh, yeah, you listeners would understand my disturbness of that filth. <laughs> yep, and hopefully it's no one's spirit animal. My next one, I went for the sloth. The humble sloth. Don't mind them. Don't mind them? Yeah. They're pretty pathetic. They are. Um, Sloth's heartbeat only beats like 10 times or 15 times a minute, yeah. which is extremely, well, I think it's extremely quite fat. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know if that's the Does that reason. make you fat or does that make you just... It just makes them because they're so relaxed. And yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And sloths have been known to reach over and grab their own arm, thinking it's a branch, and just looking at it, and then just leaning onto it, thinking it's a branch, and just falling out of the tree to their deaths. <laughs> Which is, just being so lazy. Yeah, yeah. You can't even get your bearings. How do you not even feel that, though? Like, I don't know. They're just, they've got creepy claws as well, but I won't get into that too apparently much. Apparently they love giving hugs. Do they? Yeah. They're quite cute, though, aren't they? The baby ones are. But I reckon that if sloths were in the human world, They'd be like the monged out glue sniffer. Yeah. Who's just sort of sitting around at the park, you know, just... Can't move from bench to bench without mm, falling over. Just head in the paper bag, just huffing away. And then even when they're off the old uh, uh, primary school glue sticks, I assume that's what they're using. Mm -hmm. A bit of paste up the nose or something. Just bite it off like chit lip balm. Yeah, they're just completely out of it. So all your classic, like, your classic... like sort of monged out stoner sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, we're not getting away. We're not giving them that stigma. No, but they're very important referenda coming up. Yes, true. That's true. That's true. But just um, your real sort of de- low life. Glue, yeah, glue yeah. sniffery sort of person. And I reckon there'd be a bunch of sloths. Do glue sniffers give out good hugs? <laughs> uh, the the child one, the the young ones do. Yeah, the kids. Good to hear. What else you so got? I'm what go with dark my... myth number four, the big dark one. So I'm going, anyone who knows me knows that I have an absolute terrifying fear of rats. Mm-hmm. Hate the rodents. I don't know what it is. I think it's the tail. People grassing you up to the police, you mean? Yeah, Takashi69, if you're listening, I'm coming for your ass. Um, no, just, Ugh. yeah, he had enough of that in jail. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about just the rodents. Um, I think it's the tail, but the Iranian rat in mm. particular. Apparently um, in Tehran, they have... Um, a huge rat problem where the rats actually grow to 
over 11 pounds and they have a sniper force at night that gets them on infrared and shoots the rats because they're so out of control. And the Iranian rat in particular is incredibly disturbing because it doesn't actually come out of puberty, which means it can keep growing and growing and growing. Oh, so that, my lord. How long, do you know how long, how long does a rat live for? Maybe like, I want to say two, three years, maybe? So a year? Like, be they, huge. Well, 12 pounds is six kilos, so that's like bigger than like a Bichon freeze. Whoa. With a tail that's like one of those prawn twisters that you get at the Chinese yep. restaurants. Yeah, just a length of garden hose pretty so, much. So, yeah, that's my second week in a row being oh, haunted mate. by rat they stories, are, but yeah. They are fucking horrible. And if they, I feel like if a rat was a human, it would be sort of like the person in the long trench coat with all the fake Rolexes trying to yeah. sell them to you. Shady as a... Well, they say, you know, crafty as a shithouse rat. I've never heard that expression. Yeah, you have like, now. It was like the other day you said you'd never heard you step on a crack, you'd marry a rat. Yeah, who thought know, of that? Mate, that was a Hewood School staple. You stamp on a crack, you, you marry a rat. You stand on a crack, you marry a rat. And I don't know what sort of marriage celebrant would uh, officiate the wedding between human and rat, whether it's an Iranian... I guarantee you someone o- over in society, in the past, in the future, wherever, has married a rat. I would say so. You can, people marry... There's a lady in the UK that married a train station. And the Eiffel Tower. Yep. What would you marry if you were going to marry a landmark? Maybe a discussion for another day because I feel like we could go a long way with this (laughs) one. Yeah, we could, we could, we could. Um, So that's my last one, yeah, rats. And yeah, it would be, they'd be the shady shady watch salesman. I like it. That's that's who they would be. Rubbing their hands together like Mr. Burns. Yeah. So my last one, and this is a quite a sore spot for me with this animal. Mm -hmm. I've touched on it before. It's going to be, yeah, we all know what's going on. What is it? Ducks? It's ducks, mate. I reckon they would be just the worst fucking humans in the world. They're completely, complete dumb asses, for starters. Ducks. I've talked about how they gang bang, or gang rape even. They've got their corkscrew cocks. I've just found out that when there's not much food around... They turn they, to cannibals. They eat each other when they're bored. They eat They eat each other when they're bored, when they're um, ducklings. They also can eat gravel and stones, yep. which is terrible for them. Iron tummies. Because they're bored. And also, they're extremely sneaky. And yeah. I've learnt this. They're extremely cautious as well, where they have learnt to... This is actually quite impressive. When they're asleep, they only have one half of their brain shut off and they have their other eye open because they're constantly watching. Probably because they know that every other animal in the animal kingdom hates them. And, they and know humans that I, And as they well. know that I'm coming for them as well. I'll see you down at Hagley Park sprinkling gravel to the ducks, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> Here you go, you bastards. Yep. And they also have watch ducks at night where one is in charge of watching all the other ones sleep, which I don't think is that smart when they've got a history of gang rape with their corkscrew penises. Yeah, it's kind of predatory. Yes. You're wondering what the reasonings are. So like the I, uncle that wants to babysit all the time. Yeah, exactly. The uncle that's not actually a blood relative. Yeah, just a met, friend of the family. That you met once. Yeah, that's you, crook. He gave me a beer and I felt really sleepy afterwards. That would be the duck. Yeah. They're not cute. They would be the sort of people that would stuff their jackets full of beers when they'd had a whole day on hospitality in a corporate box mm-hmm. or take home 10 takeaway containers from a buffet even though they were full exactly it's the classic the slime ball of society the real eh? scumbag you know brings three beers drinks five takes four home yeah yeah so I think right. ducks would just be the worst of the worst in my opinion if ducks came to life their uniform would be the short sleeve shirt with the tie 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The short sleeve white shirt. Some reason owns a secondhand computer shop, but is quite illiterate at technology. Yeah, that would be the duck with the yeah. big, the big uh, glasses and the the big see through. You know, the pedo glasses. I don't yeah. want to say it too uh, too blatantly, but the white Reeboks as well, yeah. or the New, New Balances. The dad from Matilda that puts the drill in that winds the K's back on the car is the used car salesman. That's very uh, Ferris Bueller-ian, I would say, you know, on Ferris Bueller's day, day off. off. Trying to reverse it. He had a great day. Cracking day, cracking day. So that's my last one, mate. I just reckon ducks are just complete pieces signing of shit off on society. the <laughs> Signing off on the piss list. We promise we won't mention ducks or rats again next week. Mm. Can't promise anything though. Maybe that's the that's the theme of the podcast. It's just us talking for an hour about how much we fucking hate ducks and rats. Yeah. They don't ducks don't creep me out or anything. They're just fucking losers. One eight ball challenge we should have for a week is I'll have a rat in a cage in the room and you have a duck. My friend Garku's partner has a pet duck and or her flatmate has a pet duck, sorry, and they've also got a cat and maybe even a dog. The duck was a rescue duck that had some sort of clipped wing, probably the one that I ran over last week with my bike, and he said that it can be actually very, very aggressive. So there you go. There's just another great personality trait for ducks. They're really fucking aggressive. Don't try and get in the way of them and their gravel, mate. I thought you were going to say it could actually be quite, um, you know, cuddly. Shit, no. No, they're horrible. Who would be shocked to find that they were aggressive, though? You know, I mean, I've got a real one for you. Guess what? They think they can fly. They, they can fly. Yeah, I know. But that's uh, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You you feel like to find out that the ducks can be aggressive. Well, of course they can. Of course they they're can. Assholes. They're probably more often than not. Guess and what? They're, they're also very stingy, which I've learnt from Scrooge McDuck. Surprised you don't get on quite well with them. You and <laughs> yeah. maybe you guys could put your things aside and you could look up some AliExpress things together. <laughs> maybe we maybe. Ducks and myself are so similar to each other. It's like sisters. They fight throughout their, all their youth, only to realise when they sort of go flatting or stop stealing each other's clothes, they're actually very, very similar. Maybe I could be like the Joe Exotic. Some friends become ducks. enemies. Yeah. Enemies become friends. What else do you have on for this week, mate? I feel like we could have a bit more of a... bit more of a wag. We've got um, a long week. We're actually recording this on Thursday this week because... It's a long weekend, you know. Heading away. Don't get paid time and a half to do the podcast. No, you do not. You better be working. You better be cleaning. Um, what have I got on for the rest of the week? I'm going down to watch a horse race over the weekend yeah. in Ashburton on Monday. Nice. Um, of course, Trots or? A harness, yep. Harness. Brian Borrow, race one, 11.30. You, after a punt, get on it. It'll be paying well. Yeah. Um, I... Yes? Yeah, for sure. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Um, a few stiny mids? Yeah. Mids? Yeah. Very... I'm going to Ashburton, so you've got to pace yourself. Yeah, true, true. Um, I will be watching the UFC on Sunday. Nice. A little bit tricky, though, because it is on at 7 o'clock in the morning. A few beers? Perhaps. <laughs> no. Later on in the day. Maybe an eggs, Benny. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice. Just thing. So, yeah, nothing too much, but it's nice to relax sometimes. Sometimes it's nice to do nothing, says yeah. the housewife fretting around Mira Valmore. <laughs> yeah, says the squirrel. What about yourself? Heading away. Yep, yep. Off to off to Brunner tomorrow, which is which will be cool. Uh, my mate's got a batch up there, got a boat, so yeah, uh, wee bit of time on the biscuit, I'd say. But the old the, tobog- the toboggan of the ski field, <laughs> yeah. not wakeboarding, not skiing. I'm going to biscuit the banana, those big banana boats. Um, so yeah, that'll be it. I'll be and I'll be just flaunting the fake tan. I'll be flaunting the fake tan, mate. I'll just make sure that I don't get the uh, the waistline 
out, if you will. You need a fedora and a Hawaiian shirt so you look like one of the guys from the Buena Vista Social Club because you've yeah. got the tan for it now. You yeah. could get a Cuban cigar and play dominoes on the shoreline. True. true. I thought you were going to go down the weekend at Bernie's sort of route with the Hawaiian shirt then, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be rocking it. the way you want it. I'll be. <laughs> yeah. I'm, picking up shirt on. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, mate. Don't worry about that. So just Brunner and then Brunner. You know, sound like such a boaty. Status. Don't I? Can't wait to smell, you know, the fresh burly going in the nets. (laughs) The smell of the engine, the petrol roaring in the engine. I do love the smell of petrol. There's a big... Maybe... I do. I love the smell of petrol and I love the smell of glue. So... Combined. What are you going to do about that, mate? Combined, they're the ultimate snack. Yeah. No, no, no. For you and the sloths. Me and the the sloths (laughs) down at the park. So, yeah, just that, and then just mincing about, probably. i tell you what I am really excited for, and that's the Halloween special coming up. Oh, mate, how good's that going to be? Got my costume sorted. Me too, actually. I've yeah. got, I haven't got it yet, but I've got, some, I've got a great idea. Yeah, so that's going to be a huge show coming up. And we will we'll release that on Halloween, I think. Yeah. I think, what's that, a sad day? Saturday, 31st week this Saturday. Your birthday, isn't my it? My birthday. Halloween day. Halloween day. All night. I bet you have had plenty of jokes over the years about that. Yep. Jeez, you can tell your parents were werewolves having sex. What? Oh, okay. Uh, or um, maybe we can tell you were born on Halloween so you fuck ugly. Yeah. Not that's... coming from me, but yeah. maybe you've heard that. <laughs> maybe you've heard me whisper it before you came into the circle of friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so a uh, bit past trick-or-treating. Yep. But um, we'll get into... Great time for egging. Halloween. I think that's a big, not from us, obviously. We've talked about how we've almost outgrown that. But I think it's egging, is that TPing houses and stuff? Trick or treat. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, we don't do Halloween very well in New Zealand. My mum said that um, she didn't know until about my 10th birthday that I was actually born on a specific date. That's how nonchalant it was. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say she didn't know my birthday for 10 years. (laughs) I didn't remember the date you were born. Yeah, it's, it's not really much. It's crazy in America. Yeah, we we used to live two doors down from these people when I was a kid that used to deliver all the lollies to all the dairies around Christchurch. Mm -hmm. That was their business, and they had a garage just full of lollies, like a wholesaler, and we would go trick-or-treating there probably once a week. Yeah. And we'd just chuck on some real half-ass dog shit. Look, he's a rugby player. Look, I'm wearing my dad's reading glasses. Can I have some lollies? And there you go. That was great. Yeah, but, I used yeah. to have a similar guy on my street, but he wasn't a wholesaler, but he wanted us trick-or-treating around there all the time. Come around in your fancy costumes, I've got some sweets for you. I've got it wasn't kiss- the same uncle that you only met once, I've was it? I've got a kissing booth set up in the backyard and kids <laughs> kiss for free. Yeah, it was quite a random setup. So yeah, huge show coming up for Halloween. Yeah, so... And of course, we always uh, love to get your feedback, so keep chucking us uh, emails, following us on Instagram, sharing us, and we've got some exciting new things coming up in the next coming weeks to... Uh, can't wait to show you. Well signed off, mate. Cheers, everyone, for listening. Cheers, bud. Thank you.